At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Bet Center on a Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, early evening on the East Coast. If you're with us today, we're happy you're with us today here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. He's Greg Peterson. Josh Towers, dapper as always on the far end of the <laughs> desk. Fellas, a, a lot going on today. A lot. Yes. You're not your mom and pops June afternoon. You have Stanley Cup semifinals, you have NBA playoffs, you have Euro 2020 being played in 2021, you have 15, <laughs> 15 games in baseball. Uh, Greg, just a full bloated card today, and there's nothing wrong with that for the middle of June. No, not at all. I would have preferred if they would have called Euro 2020 Euro 2021 instead, <laughs> because it just feels weird whenever you introduce a series being played in 2021 as 2020, but... I mean, still, absolutely tremendous action all the way around. It is just great to be able to see it because typically these are the dog days of sports just the beginning betting. Of them, yep. You've got no shortage of action right now. Not, it's great. Not only that, I, I, didn't, I neglected to mention there, Novak Djokovic wins Grand Slam number Ooh. 19 in oh, yeah. stunning fashion, down two sets to none, and comes back against Sissipas to win uh, his 19th Grand, Sl- Grand Slam and. Was he down two nothing? He was down two yep. sets to love. You think that's a little bit of a hangover of the match before when the Oh, hundred percent. He looked he looked a little tired yeah. early in that match uh, this morning here in Vegas yeah. uh, in the evening. They're rolling Garros in Paris, but talking about that too, like when 
and, and, and he's such a professional. He's been doing this so long. He's so good. You have a match that against Nadal that never loses on that court, on that surface. Phenomenal record. You beat him. It's an emotional high. Earlier in your career, it's easy to let the emotions, the media, and everything take take control. And I, I didn't think Djokovic would do it, but he's also human. And to see it kind of like start off a little slow to come back. But, you know, once you beat Nadal in that situation, like you, there's no way you can lose after that, being him. That makes well, sense. Well, yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Also, too, uh, just again, we're legitimately going through the, the, uh, the greatest era of tennis ever, where... You have three just superstars, three of the greatest of all time, playing at the same time. And and look, since they've all hit 25, 26 years old, Djokovic has more Grand Slams than any of them at this point. He's 11 over the last uh, last eight years now, guys. And I will say this about Djokovic as well. Maybe earlier in his career, he doesn't wind up coming back and being able to win the match. He winds up doing so to be able to take the French Open just because... Now, later on in his career, he knows a little bit more about preserving a little bit of energy. He knows a little bit more about his body, being able to get prepared. I think that really helped him out today because coming off of that match against Rafael Nadal, that is just one of the ultimate tough situations because we always talk about scheduling spots in pretty much any sport, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, what have you. That is the ultimate scheduling spot in tennis. To be able to bounce back from that, nothing short of amazing. Is Are, are those three that, that, I mean, I know how good they are. are. Are they that much better than the rest of the field in tennis? Is the rest of the yeah. field in tennis just... Is it not that... I mean, Josh, it's not, it, it's not that the guys behind them are bad. That's what I'm asking. It, the guys behind them are arguably more talented than they were 15, 20 years ago as it was. That's it's just that these three, as our buddy Gil Alexander, host of a numbers game in primetime yep. action on the network, we were texting this morning, and he has said this on multiple occasions, and it continues to be bared out as true. Those three men, and Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, are better at tennis than basically what anyone else on planet Earth is as better at, at any object that they may be good at. And, and yet I was stumbling through that question because I didn't know how I was going to ask it. But that, that's exactly what I'm saying is are, we're, we're living in an era of three men playing that we don't even realize how exceptional it is until we're going to see a, a different generation down the road. And then we look back and go, oh, my God, they were right. head and shoulders above everybody. And it was just it, it, it was we were treated to something special it, and maybe not realize it's it. Kind of, and I know this is not really a betting perspective here, but it's, right. it's kind of like. Like, we're, we're watching Tom Brady still win Super Bowls in his 40s. We watch oh, yeah. Peyton Manning have an all-time great career. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. all-time great career. Like, again, quarterbacking play in the NFL is improving as time goes along just because of the game. But we could very easily be in a golden era of quarterback play these last, oh, last right. seven, eight years. And 20 years down the line, are like, wow, in the, in the mid-2000s, this was as good as it got for quarterbacking. I, I love it, too. Same deal with this tennis. I love it, too, because I, I think team sports are so hard because all of us have to collectively work together, and we're, we can all be in different places in our lives, financially, at home. There's so many things that factor in, and if I have a bad day, it affects y'all. Um, 
And I think that's what makes team sports so amazing is when you see a commitment by everybody involved. But that's also why I love individual sports like tennis, like golf, because it's on me each and every day. And do I want to wake up and look myself in the mirror? Do I want to dedicate myself? There's no one else I can blame it on. It's just me. Yeah, maybe my caddy or my coaches. But I, I think that it it takes something so much more special when it's just you and you don't have any excuses. And another reason why I think it's so cool what these guys are doing. A hundred percent. And it is, again, 19 Grand Slams for Djokovic. Obviously, that match on Friday, the third set, might have been the best set of tennis I've ever seen. Yeah. The only one that matched up was that fifth set, the epic one at Wimbledon in the dark between Rafa and Federer over a decade ago. But that was epic. And Djokovic, again, down to love. Comes back, Throw in there the sets. John Isner match at Wimbledon wow, that was for good. like a billion hours. Isner Mahout, which only went on for three days. But, uh, but yeah, no, look, uh, incredible for Djokovic. And next up, obviously, Wimbledon, which was not played a year ago because of the pandemic. We'll get that back uh, uh, later in the month, actually, uh, right around July 4th, end of June. That'll be fun. For uh, Wimbledon there. Uh, in England. Let's go to the NBA, guys. One game already done today. One game coming later. Let's start with the game that is already completed because that's where the story is at this point in the NBA. We all thought going into game three that this series was done. The Bucks escaped with a three-point win a few nights ago, Greg. And now today, the one thing we were saying the whole way, the only thing that could realistically stop the Nets is if either Durant, with Harden already out, either Irving or Durant gets hurt. And that happened today. Kyrie Irving turns his ankle in the second quarter. Milwaukee takes full advantage, goes on to win 107-96. To even that series is two, at two, winning as a plus-110 money line dog at DraftKings and the two-point spread dog. Another under in this series. All four games have gone under now. But, Greg, it's one of those scenarios where we're waiting word on Kyrie Irving. The only thing we know is x-rays are negative, but more tests will be conducted. So we would imagine an MRI will be coming sooner rather than later for Kyrie. But this series all of a sudden went from this is a a maximum of a five-game series for Brooklyn to, oh, wait a second here, Milwaukee is not only alive here, but they are very much live in the betting sense. And in game three, it was pretty much two on five, and somehow, some way, the two wound up winning for the Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs> which that was absolutely incredible in its own right. And we got to give Giannis Antetokounmpo a little bit of credit. 14 of 26 from the floor today. He had to do a little bit of everything, and he was able to do so, which I think is just so critical taking a look at it because You've gotten a little bit of something out of Drew Holiday. He was able to give the team 14 points today, but still not necessarily giving you a ton at this point. And then when you take a look at what you're able to get out of Chris Middleton, no doubt he has been amazing for this team. But when you take a look at this Milwaukee Bucks team, you're not necessarily getting a ton out of the bench. Pat Connaughton was able to step up a little bit today. Bobby Portis here and there is able to give you a tad bit of something. But this is really a Milwaukee Bucks team in which you've got Two guys that are absolutely amazing. And then a rest of and then a bunch of guys that are trying to contribute in other ways. And now I think that we can really say the same about the Brooklyn Nets because the because what you were able to get out of Kevin Durant, that was pretty solid, but 
Who's going to be able to step up around him if you wind up losing out on Kyrie Irving for a couple games? Joe Harris, an incredible three-point shooter, but all he does is shoot threes. Bruce Brown has actually had a couple nice moments during this series. I give him a little bit of credit, but still, a little bit of a tough situation there. So I take a look at this series, and all of a sudden, if we wind up getting bad news on Kyrie Irving, you certainly have a very competitive series, and if the Nets wind up being able to get out of this one, we just don't know the status of James Harden because those lower body injuries, you just don't know on them. And the Philadelphia 76ers, I know that they've had their hiccups against Hawks, but they're looking pretty solid. What we do know on, on James Harden is head coach Steve Nash said that he has to string multiple together, multiple high-intensity loads right. before he's going to, on consecutive days, before he's going to clear him to be back in the lineup. And so... I don't know where he's at, but it doesn't sound like he's close yet. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to rush that, but then again, you're going to need some help as well. And we all know what happens on hammies if you come back early. It just it prolongs it. It's something that you have to completely get off. So they're in a tough spot there, and I know James is going to want to rush it. Uh, the, the advancement in, in, in medicine and the treatments that we get as, as professional athletes is obviously, you know, if I'm doing, you know, once, three times a week out here on a regular basis, we're getting about 10 a day. So they do expedite that, but they're going to need to see more out of him, his words. Uh, and then let me ask you guys a question. Once Kyrie goes down, um, obviously Kevin Durant's amazing, but today he was in nine for 25. He was one for eight from three pointers. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see the game. Uh -huh. Was that consistency throughout the whole game, or was that a lot more misses once Kyrie was out and we were able to double him? There was, for the first time in Kevin Durant's tenure as a Brooklyn Net, Josh, there was there were four shots. Durant didn't, gotcha. like, there were really never any, like, you're, they're just so efficient. He's he never had, he never had to really four shots, and, and he was pressing. He was clearly pressing after Kyrie went out, out of the game, and and Josh, I wanted to I wanted to ask you a question too on this as well. Just for these role players, where if it's Kevin Durant and no other star here, where again the Nets have had this injury whack-a-mole thing the whole year. They've been dealing with injuries all year. Right. The big three legitimately only played six times together uh, because of injuries, but the more times than not, they at least had two of the stars. Uh, Again, we don't know if Kyrie will be available for Game 5 in a few nights, but uh, if he's not available, Josh, and assuming Harden doesn't make a miraculous comeback over, over the next 48 hours, just mentally for the role players, what what happens in your brain in a scenario like this where, okay, we have the one star still, obviously, who may be the best player on the planet right now, but I'm going to need to give a little bit more than I usually do. How does that change the mentality if it does at all? Uh, okay, so again, every one of them thinks that they're capable of being the guy, right? And right. And, and you should. You're at that level. You've worked. You've been there. Uh, you wouldn't be in the NBA if you weren't good enough. So it goes back to me. This is, and we talk baseball obviously a lot. And it, it, you guys know it bothers me that we don't teach the game. And you watch somebody bunt, and they don't know how to bunt because they never work on it. But they've been hitting four hole their whole life, and then all of a sudden they're in the big leagues in seven hole, and maybe a bunting. So it's it's they're all aspects of why do I. I might be dominant in this particular area, but why don't I work to be good at all the areas? Because we're once again, we're playing a team game and things change. We, we can't script the game beforehand like we think we can based on computers because human elements involved. The, the, the point is, is the Baltimore Ravens. What okay. happens when we sign Lamar Jackson? All of a sudden, we can't pass. He couldn't pass his first year. They had they completely revamped everything that they did. That football was about. It was the old uh, Miami and, and Ronnie and the and the Wildcat, right? We started messing with this, but in a whole different. So all of a sudden, they're 
a completely different team running a completely different offense that no one knew anything about, didn't know what to do. But why do they do it? Based on personnel and personnel only. We have this guy. We can't force him to throw the ball like Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't work right now. So we have to do what's successful to the players that we have. So now that's what the Nets are going to have to do. You have Durant. We know what he's capable of. You also have Blake Griffin, and we know what he was capable of as well. He's still capable of doing a lot of good things. This lineup that we're putting out now, no Kyrie um, and no Harden, it's going to have to be played differently. So if these guys are well-rounded, obviously the experience is there. They have to be willing to play a completely different style of basketball that matches what they now have available to play with. Because if they still try to play the same style of basketball that they did uh, previously, then they're going to get dominated by the Bucs. It's over. So they have to be willing to make an adjustment based on personnel. Nash is smart enough to do that. Are the players willing to do that? And are they willing to do that right now, 2-2, in the postseason because it's the right thing? We're going to find out. We will find out. Game five is on, well, two nights from now. Two nights from now, game five between the Nets and the Bucks. Uh, again, it's, uh, it's just uh, one of those where we won't know a line until Kyrie Irving's status is really uh, – Known, which we may I not know, no, so no one does, at least for, for another day. Go ahead. So are we going back to Brooklyn, I assume? Of course, yes. Okay. Now it's 1-1-1 one, 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 yep. the rest of the way. Okay, so let's say that Harden does play in two days. Okay. Let's say he does play. Kyrie's out. He does play. Are we still favoring the Nets? Because we know that he's not going to be 100. Is he going to be the same guy? Do you have confidence in, in, a, in a, okay, the lineup looks good, but we're still battling some injuries, right? So, I, I mean... To me, the Bucks have a tremendous advantage moving forward regardless. So let's just go off of what the lines have been since Harden went out. Harden legitimately got hurt less than 20 seconds in the game yep. one. And the game two was one of the most ridiculous line movement I, I can remember, Greg, where the Nets opened two and a half, three, mm-hmm. and that thing closed Milwaukee two and a half. What happened? That was a beatdown. Beat Nets down. won by a ton. Yeah. Uh, they were up by 49 at one point in that game. Uh, game three, Milwaukee was favored by three at home, three and a half, depending on when you got it. They win by three today. The Nets were favored by two in the uh, in the zigzag. I thought that was a proper line move back. The Nets minus two. Kyrie gets hurt. We'll never know because Kyrie got hurt. Easy cover, easy win for Milwaukee. Right now, if it's Harden at coming back and no Kyrie, I think you're probably looking at a pick. That would be my guess. I would say Nets maybe favored maybe by one point, point yeah. and a half with, if you want to be generous. Without either of them, Milwaukee's going to be favored. Was the Bucks Great. defense good? I, the Bucks defense have been great, been great other, right? other than game two, where okay. they just, well, what are you going to do? The blowtorch of a net offense showed up in game two. We come back. The Phoenix Suns are going for the sweep of the Denver Nuggets. We break it down next here on Beeson's Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bet Center. I'm Jeff Farrell. Greg Peterson. I can actually can actually uh, yeah. give, a, give a nice complimentary tap to my guy Greg Peterson next to me today, Josh Towers. All the way on the far side of the desk, as always, happy to be with you here on a Sunday afternoon here in Vegas. Evening, if you're with us on the East Coast. By the way, quick uh, quick one last thing on the Bucks Nets before we move to the later game tonight, which will be an eight o'clock Eastern tip in Denver. All four games in the Nets Bucks series have gone under. Okay. Game one, went under by 17 and a half points. 222 total points, 239 and a half was the total. Game two, total closed 238, 211 was the final total. Under by 27. A lot. Game three, 234. So now we're starting to see the adjustments downward. That was your 86-83 homage to the 1980s. Uh, 169 points today. I loved it. Today. I loved it. Today, 228 and a half. A whole 11 points lower than game one's total still goes under by 25 and a half. That's an average of 33 and three quarters points that the totals have gone under. Our guy Tim Murray uh, putting the math together for us. You could be taking a whole bunch of alternate unders and be oh, making a bunch of money. I mean, you could take you could be taking a whole bunch, like you said, uh, like uh, DraftKings or the other uh, newer jurisdiction books. Take Take like... Alt points under like ten points, you'd be making a ton right now. Like and the plus still three, not three. sweating it yeah, out. Exactly. <laughs> the unders can't leave. We got to take overs. Uh, uh, the lines have been inflated. I mean, it is a. Oh, go, that's and again, winning basketball too, right? So, so look, changes. That, look that that yeah. Well, the in-game numbers obviously yeah. obviously have moved pretty quickly in this series, but this has just been one of those where it's just been every game's been a dead under. You just very yeah. rarely see this. Uh, and it, part part of the reason is because. Again, when the series starts almost at 240, 
when you're expecting this massive offensive series and you don't get it, of course, they're going to go way to heck under. You can't over-adjust because of just uh, three, four games of sample size. I loved, uh, the, was it 85-88? I loved the, the low-scoring game. And, and, and not for... 86-83. You, yeah, you okay, gave him too many points. Too many points. You know what I liked about it? And I, I've done this with our team when you're getting ready for the season is, like with my pitchers, I'll take the breaking ball away from them and I'll say, okay, we're only throwing fastball change-ups. And what it does is, is it teaches them to pitch in a way that they're very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But every time you get like, oh, one or two strikes and we would throw a curveball traditionally, now you can't do it. So now that you sit on the mound and it's a catcher and a pitcher and you go, oh, all right, what, did I do a fastball? What did I do? Did I change up? And now you have to process. You have to think. You have to learn the game. It makes them smarter. It makes them better. And the same situations where we're not just running up and down the court, just banging points, and then we'll see what happens in the fourth. Like, now you're talking about structured basketball. You're talking about defensive. You're talking about more passes, using the shot clock. Like, it makes them obviously more well-rounded and into the game. Players turned into, in essence, coaches at the time. I think it was huge for the Bucks. And then obviously today was the same style until Kyrie gets hurt. Mm-hmm. But it teaches them a different style on how to play Brooklyn in this case, especially when Brooklyn was healthy because of how good they are. Like it's the 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 learning aspect of what comes into play, and 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 so if they and if Brooklyn was healthy at this point, let's say moving in, it still gives the Bucks some sort of advantage uh-huh. because they learned a different style to play as well. Right. Well, look, in Milwaukee's defense was at times good this year. They had two games in the regular season against Brooklyn where their defense actually played pretty well. In those games at Fiserv, Milwaukee won both of those. That was mid-April that we saw those games. Uh, again, we'll get a lot. I don't expect to see a line until tomorrow morning yep, for yeah. Game Five, if just that. because of Kyrie Irving's Kyrie, Kyrie Irving injuring his ankle earlier today in Game Four. X-rays negative. More tests coming though on Kyrie quickly here on Phoenix and Denver. We're going to go a full preview at 7:05 Eastern Time on the show tonight. The Suns and the Nuggets, Greg Peterson, three three games to none. Phoenix in front. Denver, if they were going to win, my whole handicap for today was if Denver was going to win a game, it was going to be two nights ago in game three. The MVP, Nikola Jokic, gets a triple-double. Still a blowout. Phoenix open two. They're now three-and-a-half-point consensus favorites with a total of 221-and-a-half, Greg. I'm going to be, I'm already on Phoenix. I took it at three. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if I continue to take on Phoenix throughout this game just because I, I, I think this is give-up mode night for Denver. Now, I've been on the Suns thinking that they would win this series and win this series convincingly. I just can't think that the Nuggets are going to get completely swept in this one. I think that Nikolai Jokic, once again, going to come up with a big game. The key is, what are you able to get out of Michael Porter Jr.? He needs to come through. He needs to be able to produce, give this team a couple threes, take the pressure off of Jokic. I think that he's going to be able to do so. I'd be willing to take the three with the Nuggets, perhaps even a money line in this spot. Moore said that Jokic is doing everything and we need to help him. Well, I, I, that's been the case this whole series. Right. And, and Michael Porter Jr.'s back has really, really kind of yes. impacted things for sure. When we get back, there was a final on the ice. There's a new series beginning on the ice here in town tomorrow. We'll break those both down next here on Beeson's Bet Center.
Baseball season is in full swing, so it's a perfect time to work on cashing those tickets every single day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools that you need to make the most of every single baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB. And our daily member members-only best bet email, emailed out every single day. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Josh Towers is at the far end of the desk. Greg Peterson right to my left. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you here on a Sunday on VEASAN's Bet Center. We will go to the ice. Got to cool off. It's 108 degrees here today. I wound up jogging outside oh, today. You're a lunatic. But we, but we yeah. knew this already. Yep. How many miles do you do today? 12 miles. Okay. I'm, I'm, right. I'm on the hoops right now. Back-to-back days outside again. There you go. See, I like it. See, I, I, I got the it. two fit guys to my left and the totally out-of-shape guy here <laughs> over here and myself. Listen, I had to force myself to do it. But it felt great afterwards. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to the game that already finished today, though, first. Uh, because we already have an adjusted series price behind us here at Circa. The New York Islanders did it again, Greg Peterson. They go on the road. They take game one in Tampa. Two to one over the Lightning. Uh, Matt Barzell scoring first uh, to uh, put the Islanders in front uh, at the beginning of that one. A late goal for the uh, for the Lightning made it tight. But uh, Varlamov, 30 saves for New York to give the Isles a one game to none lead. The adjusted price behind us, Greg, and Tampa was a huge favorite, nearing $3 here at Circa. They're now only minus 120 to win this series, with the Islanders up to even money now to win the to win the right side of the bracket part portion of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, it's so fascinating because ever since Barry Trotz has gotten to New York, this is a team that they're going to win, and they're going to win ugly. They hang their hat on Varlamov. He wound up giving up, I think it was something like 2.04 goals per game during the regular season here in the postseason. He has really been able to get the job done. And I do think that the Lightning are the better team in this series. I still think that they're going to be able to pull it out. But you're going to need Braden Point to continue to be solid for this team. He was able to give the team a goal today. That was big for the Lightning. But who around Point is going to be able to step up, I think, is a big question that needs to be asked. You've got two tremendous goaltenders, and when you take a look at it, I don't think that we're going to get much of a series out of the Golden Knights versus Canadiens. We're going to be getting to that a little bit later, but when I take a look at this Islanders versus Lightning series, I could easily see this one going seven games because what the Islanders do, even though they don't have as many impact guys, even though they don't have... I would say just as much general talent. They play as a collective. They play very strong defense. And when you've got incredibly low-scoring games, all you need is one or two breaks to go your way, and boom, you're able to take it. 2-1 to one, Islanders win it earlier today. Uh, game two, two nights from now, 8 o'clock Eastern time in Tampa. Uh, again, just the sports calendar. June 15th usually would be like game six of the NBA Finals. Hockey would have been done. We're in the dog days of baseball, and uh, instead we have uh, at, least, uh, at least another month of hockey and another, for and, and, and another, yeah, exactly. Uh, we'd be fully ready on who, uh, who's going number one in the, in the NBA draft, uh, which would normally be about a week from now uh, there for sure. Josh Towers. Yes, sir. The Vegas Golden Knights start their series tomorrow night against the Montreal Canadiens. This yes. is, one of, this is the, the biggest line in this round of the playoffs in the NHL since 1990 for the series price. 
VGK's minus 505 right now against Montreal, plus 400 coming back on the Canadiens. And Josh, uh, just for just to look at this from Montreal's perspective, real quick, because when you're a team that sneaks into the playoffs, like Montreal did, they had the least amount of points of any playoff team. They won 42 percent of their games this season, Josh, and now have not trailed in seven straight games. The closest baseball equivalency to this side I can remember is the 06 Cardinals, who won 83 games and then won the World Series. Uh, at the expense of uh, of the Mets in 2006 and uh, Kenny Rogers and the Tigers. But, Josh, when you're a team that has such a rough regular season and then you get hot at the right time, this is just one of those where you, hey, we're good enough to beat anyone. We're yeah. hot right now. It's exactly what it is. I mean, again, we see it in the NFL more than more than anywhere. You know, I mean, the first-round buys are great, but that team that's coming in, maybe the wild-card team won the last three, the last four or four in a row to get in, and you have that, that momentum rolling. And, again, as, as – as athletes, as players, that's our goal uh, collectively is to get to the postseason. I go, you know, listen, we, we would love the first-round buys and all that stuff. I would love the higher seeds, but our goal is just to get there, and then we'll see what happens because it's an even playing field at that point. So this team, you know, came in with momentum. They're feeling obviously very good about themselves. They played well in the postseason. We know that. Um, they are up against it. We know how good the Knights are. Uh, we knew how good Colorado was. And Usually I would be a little bit weary in this situation with, with Las Vegas because of how emotional it's been, because of the last series we just had going down 2-0, gifting the first the first game, which was a dangerous thing, but it was a smart thing based off of, of rest and everything, knowing the two days off, and then playing just phenomenal hockey and not backing down, not packing it in, uh, trusting their team and how good each line has been. There's a lot of situations where I would be a little bit nervous because of how emotional and how hard it's been, but the Knights haven't been in this situation since they've been in existence and having failed a couple more times and knowing what it took collectively to, to, to rebound in that last series. I, I think that the experience level and why they're here is, I think, is 100% understood within that clubhouse. And so in this situation, they're not – they're not in position anymore, and not saying they were, but they're not in position to take anybody lightly or overlook anybody, or we just beat Colorado, they were the best, and now Montreal comes in, weren't that great, but they're, they're, they're not in that situation. We are, other teams could be, I don't think the Knights are. I think they respect and appreciate everything about their situation and who they have. So uh, the betting line suggests one thing, the players will suggest a whole other thing, and then it goes back to Fleury again. I think that he's still at 36. He, I think he wakes up every day with something to prove. And, and, and you can see the excitement amongst the, te- the, 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 the players when other guys do well and not just the main mm-hmm. stars. And everybody collectively has been great for the night. So I think it's a, a situation where uh, rightfully so they should be favored. I don't think they're going to take it for granted. Um, I would understand if people thought that, I just think based off the last few years and what's happened, the Knights are in a position to appreciate what's going on. So I got a lot of confidence in them. With that said, it's tough to lay these kind of lines based off of going into the last series before they were down. Just to start, they were like plus 800. And then you go down 0-2 and they're probably plus a million. So, 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 so last series, after game one, it was this price. Colorado was, was, yeah, was minus super. 500, give or take. We were game the long two, shot to win. It was minus 900 yeah. on Colorado after game two. Again, look. 
I thought Vegas and Colorado were two best teams in hockey. For sure. And now it's just a matter of making sure you take care of business against an inferior team. When we get back, Sunday Night Baseball, Josh may have a play. We'll it. tell you about it next here on VEASAN's Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome back to the Indeed.com studio. Resumes are good. Resumes with Indeed skills tests are better. Visit Indeed.com slash credit for more. I'm Jeff Parles, Greg Peterson, Josh Towers, here with you for the ride on a Sunday afternoon here in Vegas. Behind us, it's only the biggest screen at a sports book in the world here at Circa. Happy to be with you as always. Sunday night baseball, and whenever Josh Towers is ready to fire on something or think something is off, we have to at least talk about it for a few minutes here. We have to, at a bare minimum, (laughs) give it a few minutes here before they start going at Wrigley. Uh, Carlos Martinez, Zach Davies, the pitching matchup, Cardinals and Cubs, first weekend with full capacity at Wrigley. That place has been rocking, which uh, is very fun to see yet again. Cubs have taken the first two comeback fashion on Friday afternoon. Yesterday, honestly, just a bludgeoning from the beginning, John Gant uh, 
has uh, has hit the regression monster. <laughs> he gave up the... five runs, all of which were earned on one hit. Yeah, he, I they, can't we... remember the last time. Well, I've again, ever seen he just he he, he 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 was he was just able to work around the walks and has not been able to do that his last two starts. Mm. Tonight, Davies, Zach Davies, and you were talking about this earlier, Josh. Mm. Zach Davies has only gone six innings one time this year. And it was in his last start against the Padres. In a revenge spot, I may add, <laughs> for, for Davies, who, of course, was in the U Darvish trade this past offseason. Yeah, well, that's what we were looking at. And, and listen, six six innings on one hit, no runs, two walks, four K. So you know his pitch count was low. They still didn't let him do anything. We have all fours and fives. He did have one seven-inning game versus Pittsburgh on May 7th. That's it. So, again, what are we babying him for? Um He's capable of giving your bullpen a day off as well, which they always are appreciative of and need. If And I've said this, Ben and I talked about this a million times. If you just let your pitchers go five innings all the time, they're never going to learn anything. I don't have to do anything. The game's not on the line. Uh, the best I can do is lose the game. I can't really win it. Like Nothing happens. You have to let me pitch in situations where it means something if you want me to be better throughout the course of the entire game. This five-inning stuff, it only makes players worse. And so Zach Davies is always a tough bet on for me. Because of that, like, it's it's just a weird feeling. So, again, going six innings and giving him the one hit, like, you know he wanted to stay in the game. Why not? Y'all are playing good. Things are going well. Uh, let everybody partake. And so what kind of rebound are we going to have from him? And I, I say rebound because he pitched well. Um, four runs the game before, but past that, he's been really good. His His May was good as well. I just worry about when I pitch deeper in games, it makes the beginning of the games easier. He's been – He's been throwing well. The Cubs have been playing well. Carlos Martinez on the flip side, y'all, hasn't been going good. 15 runs this month and two starts, four and two-thirds. It's it's all bad. Strikeouts are down. Walks are up. It's not really the home runs, but he's just not getting anybody out. Of those 15 runs this month and two starts, there's only been the one home run. And so in his last five, it's been five, two, three, ten, and five. He's not pitching well. The Cardinals are not playing good baseball. Two and eight in their last ten. Um, the Cubs have been. They've winners of four in a row. Cubs are ten games over five hundred. Twenty-three all of a sudden. and ten at home. Yeah. And you got me on Sunday night baseball, and 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 we got a one thirty line out here. Everything that I'm seeing suggests this is a Cubs game, and I got a line at one twenty-four behind me at the book. Yeah. So my question to you guys was off air, and now I'll ask on air. And if you guys want to respond, tweet us. Let me know. Well, what am I missing? Am I getting set up here? If I jump on the Cubs, like the book set me up, they're, and the they're, they're, are they're, Josh, just just remember, there is no such thing as a trick line. There's no such thing they're, as a trap line. Sometimes they no set such, us up. No, no such know. thing. What do I know? I would bet the what Cubs don't tonight. I, know? I would bet the Cubs tonight. That would just everything and also says too, to like, bet the Cubs. Also, too, I think the other thing is too, and 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 betters will do this time for time, even though it, it, it in this spot I don't think it makes sense. People will bet against the sweep. People will do that. We saw that this morning with the Padres and the Mets, yep. where the Padres got bet about 15 cents overnight. Padres did come home. Fernando Tatis had a very long grand slam to put that game <laughs> on ice for San Diego. But, but Greg, uh, total right now, consensus is 9.5, shade under. And minus 124 consensus on the Cubs, plus 114 on the Cardinals. Josh, hop in. Go ahead, real quick. I was just going to say, I want to see the the first inning yes or no and what the price is. Because I think that'll kind of give us a better answer so, of why. So, I, I got it for you. You got it for me. The yes is a nice favorite tonight, which we have not seen as much this year. It's minus 140 on the yes, plus 120 on the no behind us. 
Let me pull up stations. Real, uh, no, sorry, South Point, real quick. So, so well, well, Josh is one twenty at South Point on the yes. Okay. So we're getting it because so we get about a twenty-seven, a twenty cents differential. Again, shop around for whatever number you like best. So we got. So uh, in essence, a suggestion that the Cubs are going to score again because Martinez has been bad. You got Peterson, Bryant, Hot, Rizzo, uh, Cardinals struggling a little bit, but Arenado's been swinging a little bit better. Kyle Davies. Um, yeah, I just, again, look at all of it because the line is still not making sense. I think the Cubs, with everything, Sunday night at home, playing well, Cardinals not, Davies pitching good, Martinez not. We can always have bad games and mix them some good ones. It just suggests to me, like, this line, if I think the line should be more like 160 for the Cubs. Am I wrong? Do you guys right. see that? Yeah, I think that the Cubs should be more like a minus 150-ish favorite, give or take a little bit now. It looks like Javi Baez is not going to start this game. They're going to have Sergio Alcantara at shortstop to begin this game. So maybe that's a little bit of something because something that I have noticed is that it feels like people are very overreactionary when a player or two winds up getting a day off. Because when you wind up having a guy like, say, a Javi Baez, a Christian Yelich get the day off, it's not like you're going to have, like, the player that's going to be filling in from needing to get eight at-bats. Everyone still gets the same amount of at-bats. This is not like in basketball where you wind up having the star player out. It's like, oh, player X, player Y, player Z, they're going to need to pick it up. Everyone still gets the same amount of at-bats, which I think is something to where I don't necessarily put a ton of stock into a guy being out of Musfet's Mike Trout, and that's just a completely different situation. But... I take a look at this one. I feel like the Cubs should be a sizable favorite. I wound up betting them personally. And when you take a look at Carlos Martinez, he actually had a no-hitter going in two starts ago, I believe it was, against the Arizona Diamondbacks last start of May for him. He wound up having a no-hitter going into the sixth inning, and then he wound up getting destroyed. And his last two starts, he's given up a combined 15 runs in four and two-thirds innings. Yeah, that's good. And in three out of the last four starts that he's had, the St. Louis Cardinals have given up a double-digit amount of runs, and we're seeing a total of nine and a half. You always want to be checking the wind at Wrigley Field, and it's certainly not a situation you. where it's blowing yet. So, so I got you on that. So go ahead, Josh. East to southeast at five miles per hour, six miles per hour. So it's going to be blowing in from right field at about five to six miles per hour, and we still have a nine and a half line. Based off of what, the, to what the pitching yeah. quality is expected to be in this one. Uh, just looking at the NL Central, uh, guys, uh, first off, the, I, I kind of feel bad for Pirate fans. Because Why? the because well pirate fans not 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 the team because they're stuck watching a team that legitimately now is it's not even a weekly basis it's basically an every other day basis where they make a play that looks like it should be in single A yeah they did one yesterday against the Brewers you're, being, they, you're being really mean to single A players oh, here, I, Jeff. I, I, I guess I guess I am but the Brewers took full advantage of the of the Pirates this week when's the last time the Pirates were in the playoffs are good that was uh, when when did Brandon Crawford hit the homer into the uh, well, it was 2015. It was 2015 yeah. because Arietta beat him in the wild card game, and that Back was that. He was. Um, it's just been the same song and dance. And again, we yeah. have minor league system for a reason. And I can be bad in the big leagues, but I'm always developing, and, and it should be turning out talent. I have early draft picks quite often. I, I, again, the, the, the development aspect has got to be a key part of what these teams do. And and we're seeing we're seeing a lot of teams who don't. I mean, again. The Pirates aren't winning in the big leagues, I understand. Small market, you can't really spend, I understand. But like at some point, you're going to have to piece together a system in the minor leagues that produces a lot of talent because there's no reason they shouldn't be doing that, at least. Oh, high, tra- high draft pick after high draft yeah. pick. But, but for, to, to go to my point, though, uh, the, the Brewers, 
The Brewers all of a sudden are 11 games under, 11 games over 500. Yeah, what's going on there? 38 and 27. This is a team that couldn't hit early. And team's good, I guess. They're again 265 runs, which is not a not a sizable amount. About a little back end of the league in the NL, but 255 runs allowed for a plus uh, run differential. The Cubs half game behind those Brewers going into tonight. And Josh, I'll ask you this. Uh, if the Cardinals don't get their act together, we'd say they'll fall off. They're back at 500 after being up as many as four games in this division earlier in the year. Are you buying either the either Cubs or Brewers stock of, of them actually being a legitimate, like a legitimate playoff threat for either of those teams? I, I, listen, I. I get tricked every year. I think the Cardinals are going to win the division every year, and then something happens. I mean, look at the the Brewers are nine and one of their last ten. Yeah. Like this team is again. They do a lot of small things right that doesn't stand out on TV, so we miss it. Um, the Cubs are starting to come together collectively as a team where they're having fun together, and they didn't really let the slow start of April bother them, which is kind of cool. The bullpen obviously being very impressive. Um, St. Louis seems to put a team on paper that looks awesome and then for whatever reason they can't get it done so it listen if I'm the Cardinals it's as simple as this I'm looking at the standings the same way I am right now and if if seeing my team's name right above Pittsburgh for fourth and almost last place if that doesn't wake me up and kick me in the butt then I don't know what's going to for this team because that should be embarrassing for them to look at the standings and see St. Louis or sorry see Cincinnati Chicago and Milwaukee above them and they're sitting right on top of Pittsburgh yeah the Reds actually have hopped the Cardinals as they took advantage of one of the three just pathetic road teams this year in Colorado over the weekend I've been 27 on the road yeah again uh, the, the Josh you were talking about this earlier just disparity of talent it's it's amazing it, to me. in baseball should not exist and it is again just for this is just the National League West alone for two teams. Yes, the Diamondbacks legitimately have not won a road game in seven weeks. I, seven weeks. It's impossible. It's impossible, it's impossible to be as bad as they've been on the road. They're nine and twenty-seven on the road, and Colorado's five and twenty-seven. But again, that kind of plays into when you're betting these like to make the playoff odds. That's why even though San Francisco is a surprise, you can still, if you're getting a plus price to make the playoffs still, you can still take a shot on that because you're getting these automatic wins with a good chunk of your games because you're playing two teams that have just waved the white flag already. And it's obvious to me, too. It's not talent. The talent's everywhere. It's the teaching. It's the teaching. It's the teaching. Come on. We're going to discuss this a little bit more later in the show, but coming back next... Game four, Phoenix and Denver. Uh-oh. We'll look at the lines and look at some props as well here on Vison's Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.